Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an April 12th Wednesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer from the Associated Press and Blazers Edge, also former Blazers beat writer for Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you could find a wide variety of NFL and NBA podcasts for your favorite teams. Uh, there's a podcast for pretty much every team. We keep on growing. Big things happening. So keep it locked on all of the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, and the Blazers are right now in the... They're heading into the fourth quarter of their matchup against the New Orleans Pelicans. They are not playing Dame. They are not playing CJ. They are not playing Alan Crabb. They're up by seven heading into the fourth quarter. The game one matchups have already been sent out. The Blazers are playing game one of the first round on Sunday, April 16th at 12.30 p.m. local time here on the West Coast. That's an ABC tip-off, so national TV. It's going to be the second game of the day on Sunday. You may hear me mess up the dates of this, uh, of some of these on uh, the, the chat I had with Corbin Smith because the press release that the NBA sent out is not organized by time of day. And, and all that stuff. So I, I got confused a couple times, but I did want to get it up front on the podcast that Game 1, Blazers-Warriors, Sunday, April 16th, 12.30 West Coast time on ABC. And I had Corbin Smith on the podcast. Uh, we chatted during this Blazers game. Uh, I was not unable to podcast yesterday. Uh, and so we're going to have kind of a double episode today. Uh, so we will do one. Uh, following this one, this one we went a little long as Corbin and I tend to do, uh, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, we talked about every series. Uh, we discussed them. We talked about Blazers Warriors towards the back end. We, we talked more uh, holistically about the playoffs uh, and the first round matchups than just Blazers Warriors because I don't, you know, the, there is a lot to digest, but I think we will have more time for those deeper dives into the series. Uh, as as this week continues, so uh, had Corbin on to talk about the playoffs, Nike Hoop Summit. He just wrote something for Vice Sports that was uh, a, a really fun read about the Hoop Summit. So we talked about some of the prospects, what he saw in the practices uh, to get maybe a different perspective on it than maybe what we heard from Nate Duncan on, on the podcast after Saturday's game. So uh, I hope you enjoy uh, my 
fun, lengthy chat with Corbin Smith that we had uh, while this Blazers-Pelicans game was going on. So, I hope you enjoy. It is playoff time, and on this preview week before the playoffs begin, trying to have lots of guests on Lockdown Blazers, and I have one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite writers, Corbin Smith from Vice Sports and the Willamette Week. Is joining me right now, a new podcast format for us. We are doing this during the Blazers-Pelicans game that is happening uh, on Wednesday night on ESPN without Dame, without CJ, without Alan Crabb. What's up, Corbin? How are you doing? How are you liking this game so far? Oh, uh, well, I've definitely been watching it uh, for 100%. <laughs> uh, I definitely said, oh, oh, they made the playoffs and I'm going to be watching basketball almost every night for the next two months. So I definitely want to watch more basketball tonight. So I've definitely been watching it. And you know, what I got to say is that Portland has 33 points and new Orleans has 22. That's, that's my main opinion on the matter. Okay. All right. Well, um, also I saw Evan Turner make a buzzer beater and uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm probably a little more, I'm like more anti Evan Turner than like, a healthy person should be and it just it made me i don't know i never get joy out of it you know i'm never like oh oh boy evan really gave it to them i just it's like it's like get used to it because this is the series that neil olshay brought him to portland for yeah that doesn't make any sense though because he's not very good uh (laughs) and the warriors are really good what like what like like what is the I have mixed feelings on Neil lately because uh, he did sign Evan Turner and I'll never forgive him, even though he's handsome and he's my dad. Uh, But he did also trade for Nurkic, who is literally just the greatest Portland trailblazer in history. Did you hear on the Bill Simmons podcast the uh, rumor that Simmons heard that apparently Nurkic stepped out during the draft to go smoke a cigarette? Oh hell yeah! I'm I I mean I I mean like I hope it's true. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I I, th- I love it. It just adds to the. It, it just makes him more like caricature e to like in the way that like there's not a lot of guys that are just willing to be like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You he you know like a uh, a comically out of control Euro dude. It's beautiful. Who, you know who kicks butt? Like yeah he's. Yeah. He's anyway, like a he's like a tall Dia. I mean, yeah, except except like more badass. Yeah. Like he's like Dia seems like he would kill you with like quietly. Nurkic really seems like he would like rip your bones out, you know. But in a euro way. I don't know. Exactly. I, I, I might be a little tired today. Yeah, uh, who knows? But he is yeah, – well, they, they're holding out hope that he's going to come back. I mean, how, how do you feel – how do you feel about that? Like, like spiritually? Do just, I feel just, like just, he's Yeah, spir- spiritually, holistically. How do you feel about that I am, in, situation? I am in tune with the spheres. It's true. Um, I mean, I, w- w- he had like a stress fracture in his leg, yeah. And it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. He was walking, right? I saw him, you know, I don't know. He's walking all the time. I mean, they don't have him in crutches or anything, which is, I I mean, and they also let him go out and shoot jumpers and stuff like that, which, like, 
I would be kind of mm, if it was. I mean that that he is walking and and shooting jumpers is good, but you know, it's a whole different thing playing the Warriors. But at the same time, he'll come back. You know, why not? Sounds like he's doing okay, and I mean, like, the playoffs is the reason you play in the NBA, kind of, which is maybe not great for the NBA that, like, the playoffs are the only time that, like, people are aggressively engaged both as players and as fans or whatever. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I think I'll play. Excellent. Yeah, uh. It's, but anyway, the, Turner, the, Turner, Turner, I need to, okay, I, Turner, 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 I need to return Turner. to Turner real quick. What is like this idea that like Turner can be kryptonite to modernity just because he's pre-modern? Like, ex- like, what is the half-cocked justification that people are are peddling for this idea that Pete that that is I don't know is in the in the sphere, so to speak. Like, what do you think, Eric? As somebody who's plugged into the team. Well, I think that, I mean, everything that I've heard and that has been reported is that they went into the offseason with a certain amount of money that they had to spend that was going to go away because to, to sign new free agents and then they just needed a ball-handling wing. And I think maybe... Olshea, I mean, the comments from Evan Turner are like he didn't even expect that contract and was like, oh yeah, 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 super blown away by that contract. So, the one criticism I think is is like, yeah, I think it was definitely an overvalue to his skill set. I think Evan Turner just like I don't know, separate from the contract wouldn't be so bad, but if the contract, you know, it is bad. So it's, yeah, and and I guess one of the things that and I've been trying to reacquaint uh, myself with last year's Warriors series a little bit. And I do think one of the big troubles that Portland did have in that series was uh, they didn't they didn't have a lot of guys that maybe or they did have guys, but they had trouble with guys being on an island and then being one on one and kind of making something out of that situation. And like Turner is not helpful for spacing and and all that stuff, but he does move the ball and he can do his own thing, even if it's ugly. And I think, I don't know. I think in a playoff series, maybe that is worth something, but we'll see. I mean, it's like he could just get one, one game. He could go like, you know, nine for 12 from mid range and, and help the Blazers, you know, stay close. Like that's not out of the question. And I don't think they had anybody that could really create that many looks for themselves last year. So even if the looks aren't quality, he can at least get them. Come on, man. Come on, man. How dare you? How dare you slander Gerald Henderson like that? Okay. Gerald was actually good in that series, too. And that was one of the things yeah. I was looking at. Gerald's numbers, like he started the one game that they won. He started the second half of that game. They played him at four a bunch, which, like, I don't think Turner's down for. Oh, um, no. He's a very fussy young man, Evan Turner. We'll say, though, they didn't have Myers in the last series. And... I know that this is a very like yeah, divisive topic, but he can make shots. Like if he's open and make shots, like they didn't have a guy that came in off the bench, uh, you know, at that position that could okay, create space. Okay, 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 okay. So Meyer, so, okay, 
I don't, I don't agree with you on this because I think, okay, so what is, so what role is Myers going to be used in, in this context? He's either going to be uh, playing against a small Warriors lineup, in which case his unbelievably sh- slow shot motion is going to get sealed out pretty much every time. Like he's not going to be able to get one off without Draymond hitting him in the testicles or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and but but he also doesn't. There's no advantage to playing him against uh, some beef lord, maybe Javale. But I mean. Myers and JaVale playing against each other. That's some real, that's some real, like some shaggy. That's, that's a shacked in matchup. Well, yeah, it's some real, I mean, it's some real dog eating its own tail stuff. Like, <laughs> like where, like where does Myers end and JaVale begin? You know, that's I mean, I guess we're going to be trying to figure out the whole series. Yeah. I mean, I guess past the three point line is the technical answer, but there's, just, but like, uh, Zaza, I mean Zaza, I'll just like keep him off the boards, and that'll Zha-Zha. be. Just... Can we call him? Yeah, I want to call him Zaza for the whole sorry. series. Sorry, sorry, listenership. I'm very tired, apparently, and uh, I haven't done anything useful or good today. I haven't even gone exercising. My foot hurts. Uh, but anyway, I I digress. Uh, um, I just think that there's no place for Myers to leverage an advantage in this series, and it's gonna. And also, he's been playing. V- not great lately uh like like even for him and uh yeah you know i you know i you know we all wanted to believe at some point you know when he had that efficient season but eric i'm I'm just here to say that hope is dead okay fair enough and and to i will say this i think it also has and and totally fairly uh, you know, I think Noah's Noah Vonley's kind of ascension has also made the Myers situation look worse. What if all Vonley needed was to watch like an actually good center, and then be like, "Oh, I see. oh, I get it now." I will say this is I don't know if we talked about this, but I have a theory about when Plumley was on the squad that he was hunting assists and wasn't really a team passer. Do you agree with that? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll agree with any and all Plumlee slander now. Great. That he's gone. Anyway, I just think that I I think that that he wandered around downtown Portland and, uh, and shot squirrels. Uh, wow. (laughs) No, anything. What a a travesty. Um, oh yeah. By the way, uh, we are 11 minutes into this podcast. Blazers are up 42 to 38 against the Pelicans right now. But I don't think we talked about the fact that the Blazers have their, their game one schedule. 12:30 ABC on Sunday. I think that, I know one of these guys sitting courtside. I don't is, know. Is it Harry Glickman? No, I don't know Harry Glickman. I mean, he's he is there though. He's always there. Yeah, I, just, only know, I was just a good I only, I only know Casey. He's the only writer I know. Right. I don't even know. Harry, Harry Goodman was one of the founders. Him. He's the founder of the Blazers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, one of the yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, Blazers play on Sunday, twelve uh, thirty West Coast time, three thirty p.m. on the East Coast on ABC. Um, we talked about the series. I, I think just you know, in the, in the event that maybe Nurkic isn't ready for Game One, uh. You know that 
you know, it, it could be they'll probably start Noah, I guess, at that point, and just try and make the Warriors go small immediately. Joe, Joe Kim Noah, Joe Noah Vonley. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Um, that was a joke. I I know Joe Kim Noah is not on the Blazers. He's not. No, he's not. He's uh he's on the Knicks, uh, and he's injured all the time, and also he got busted for PEDs. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw they released some statement. The Knicks. I I mean I have pretended that the Knicks don't exist for a while now, but. Uh, I saw that they released something about that and like his surgery or something and how that it's going to affect us. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's the Knicks. There's some other games happening uh, in the playoffs that have already been scheduled as well. Uh, beginning on, let's see, it's start on Saturday. These are out of order in the press release, but uh, the first game of the weekend is going to be Washington Atlanta at one in the afternoon. Oof. Uh, I, that is a, uh, <laughs> that's a skip. That that's is a skip. I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch. I love John wall. I don't know. I don't know and how Beale's other people Beal has been fun this year. I don't like that. He and John wall don't get along because I really like John wall. So I just don't, I don't accept Bradley Beal, you know, Fair but enough. I really, I really like John wall a lot. Okay. Uh, so I'll, so I'll enjoy that. I, I, I'm also, I kind of like. I, I know this is like the worst take that everyone's gonna disagree with. I kind of like Dwight Howard. Like I kind of yeah, like that's watch, not a very. I, I kind of like watching him take, play. Eric. I know, but like it's a pretty. It's a pretty horrible take. But dude, I, I'm just saying, like I, him versus Gortat could be a fun matchup. Um. Yeah. I mean, if Gortat whips him, it's fun. But. Dwight is so uh, Dwight Howard. I don't get what is your. Why do you like watching Dwight? Because he's good. Yeah. Like my 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 Dwight Howard appreciation comes from no other place than he's good at basketball. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just Eric. I'm so sorry. I'm making noises into this microphone at you. <laughs> I'm just. I've, well, this, is why I'm this is why I'm having guests. I need to disagree because I'm talking to myself a lot on this podcast. I yeah. I don't know. Dwight Howard blows. He's uh he's uh he's goofy and uh and he's not actually funny and uh, he's uh, uh he's not like super athletic anymore. So he can't like trail dudes around the perimeter all that much. And he keeps signing up on teams that give him post touches, even though. Like it's clearly not what he needs to be doing, and he has just the most heinous-looking post game. Uh, I do think it's hilarious that the known universe. I do think it's hilarious, and he's like tiny. He's like a tiny little man. He doesn't need to get in the post. I I do think it is kind of hilarious how like at times it feels like the connection, even though him and Schroeder have like gotten into it on the court. It I do find it hilarious that probably the best connection he's had with a point guard or another guard in a long time is with a twenty-three-year-old. Yeah, they just, they talk about. They talk about uh, I don't, Yeah, what are twenty three year olds into now? Snapchat. They talk about Snapchat and vaping. Yeah. Well, I mean, who isn't into vaping? <laughs> that's, you know? that's a good point. Um, Come so on. The, the second, better for your lungs. That's right. The second game on Saturday is Indiana Cleveland, the Lance Lebron reunion. Oh, and uh, and uh, you know, Lebron Paul George, that was fun for a while. It was. 
in uh in uh in in that Miami Indiana series that went seven. Remember when the when they traded like three pointers and dunks and stuff? That was a really beautiful moment. Yeah, and then, that, that third quarter of that game when like PG hit that shot and then they like high fived each other after. That was fun. Yeah, that was sick. And uh, no, PG dunked on Birdman, and then LeBron went to the other end of the court and just like drilled a thirty footer or whatever. And then they were, and then they dapped each other up, and it was really beautiful. And then like not a lot. Oh no, ne- I think wait was the year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then the year after that was the year when the Pacers were really good, but then they were like really bad. And then PG broke his leg, and like. It really like thinking about the moment when Paul George and LeBron traded um, Steez, I suppose. Um, it really is just like a reminder that like all sports are temporary, like of all forms of entertainment, sports are the most temporary and the most prone to uh, sort of collapse and devastation and uh, and sort of the slow waning away of things over time. Uh, but other than that, it was cool. So maybe that'll be fun. I think that Lance LeBron sort of lost his venom now that Lance is not very good. Yeah, but, I mean, he's big and is a guy that if Thad Young gets in foul trouble, you know, is probably going to get some time. And I will say, I I was kind of, I, I don't really, I don't like this Pacers team at all. And I probably, a lot of my hatred towards them is is about the fact that they their winning tonight kept Miami out of the playoffs and Miami oh. was an objectively awesome team to watch. I mean you you wrote about the Heat and that I mean uh earlier this year in Waiters like that's Yeah, I wrote about Dion a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote you know, I wrote a thing about Dion that was like Dion had a good night but he's going to go back to sucking and then he didn't go back to sucking so I actually felt like a jerk. Uh but yeah, it's lame that the Heat aren't going to be in. But I mean, you know, maybe don't suck at the beginning of the year, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe not Monte Ellis, but maybe if if Stevenson could give them credible minutes, maybe that five gives – I mean, the way Cleveland's been playing lately, like – I mean, did you see LeBron – I mean, did you see LeBron put the squeeze on Boston the other night, though? I I did. I did. I did. It's hard not to watch that and think, like – But Boston is so – like, Boston is is good, but I – Against LeBron, they just can't match up. They're gonna lose early. Yeah, I yes. Yeah, There's like, no way. I also, I mean, I, like like Chicago is like the total junk team that could mess Boston up. Who's that? Who's their theoretical second round matchup? Is it? Uh, it's the two. They're the they're the they're the one eight. So they would play the uh, Washington Atlanta. Yeah, Wall Wall versus Isaiah Thomas is not is will be bad for them. Because like an engaged, defensively minded wall, um, like swallowing that tiny little man alive, like, come on, it's just you know, there's only so you know, there's only so far you can go with that. I mean, the Hawks, is, no, but I really do think that Washington could crush Boston in a series, and I mostly think, on the strength of that matchup. And, and I think Chicago could get a game or two. With Butler just bullying them because yeah Butler yeah because Butler's really good and and listen the one we like the biggest weakness that the uh, Celtics have is on the interior and the Bulls do have guys that can rebound Robin Lopez yeah is, dude, is, Ra- a, yeah. is a monster in there and and if they and Butler is a monster on the glass too so it's like and 
so I think I think the Bulls, like as much as I also hate watching them, a couple of things go in their favor. They're amazing on national TV. They haven't lost a game on TNT in in like 22 games, which is like the most absurd streak. And game one, Sunday at 6.30 p.m., uh, and that's 6.30 Eastern time. Excuse, excuse me. 3.30 Pacific time, so 3.30 for us here on the West Coast. That game's on TNT on Sunday. So yeah. Chicago has like a 22-game winning streak on TNT. I'm calling it now. Bulls are winning game one. This is a bit of a this is a bit of a gambler's fallacy you're indulging in. I, I, I'm well aware of that. Okay, all right. Just as long as we all recognize that. Oh, and by but, the way, that Washington-Atlanta game is not 1 p.m. That's 10 a.m. on set, on Sunday. Excuse me. Oh, gee, I, can, I don't know if I can get up that early. I'm going to have to, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't have a second half to that. Right. And I will I say, I, will say I'm just gonna, early. I'm just gonna, I don't do anything. Yeah, I need to make a correction because I misread some of these times. The first game of the playoffs is actually Cleveland, Indiana on Saturday at noon. So that's the first game of the playoffs. Then Toronto, Milwaukee. And then it shifts over. Toronto, Milwaukee. Yeah, Toronto, Milwaukee. I think is. I might. Be... I apparently don't know what the playoff matchups are because you keep saying these, and I keep going. Wow, really? Oh. <laughs> well, they just the game one matchups just came out, and they haven't released the rest of the schedule yet. Toronto, Milwaukee. Toronto is probably gonna win, right? Giannis is so good, though. Yeah. See, that's the thing, and they've been great. That when they've swapped Middleton for Jabari, it actually worked out for the better. Well, I I don't think that's terribly surprising. I mean, like there's sort of like um, the the play creating, high scoring dude getting replaced by the more deferential three point shooting defense dude is. I think that's sort of like a common trend in the NBA right now. Good point. You know, of teams like making a leap when that happens. You could even argue it kind of happened on the Blazers with them. Um, uh, Harkless and Turner when Turner went out or, or I mean, I guess the, yeah, that doesn't make sense to say with Nurkic and Plumlee at all. Not even a little bit. No, cause it's he's, not to, he's not, he's not, cause Nurkic is yeah. not deferential. <laughs> no, Nurkic is, uh, no, Nurkic is. I think is for wing player. players is more what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 uh, yeah, that sort of creator type dudes, uh, on the wing who get their own shots, uh. Maybe they're less useful than dudes who spot up and play good defense. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm like low key excited for that series because I think like you hear those two teams. But first of all, Toronto in the playoffs is insane. Masai Ujiri is going to curse at the team rally. Like that. I saw, I saw Masai. I saw Masai at the hoop summit the other day. It, okay, we're gonna uh, have to hoop summit real quick. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's I'll just talk the about it. We'll get to the rest of the playoffs. This matches. is something I do actually know about. <laughs> right. You just wrote a great thing on Vice Sports about Hoop Summit. My, I was not at the practices this year, but I will say one of my takeaways from being at the game is that Rob Palinka is already in Masai Ujiri's league when it comes to dressing. You know, I don't, I don't recognize Palenka, so he I don't looks know. Like if Rob I Lowe, he's like a like super skinny Rob Lowe. I was at the game. I was like, is that Rob Lowe? And I was like, oh wait, it's the GM of the Lakers. You know, I I didn't, I did not catch a glimpse of Rob Palenka. You know who I did see? I told you about this. I did see Chaz. Oh, the infamous Lakers Chaz. Yes, uh, Lakers Chaz. I saw a scout with a 
tag that said Chaz and Chaz's last name, and it said Los Angeles Lakers, and I thought that is Chaz. And I and I watched him uh, sort of pace around the uh, practice area a little bit. I saw him talk to uh, Fran Fraschilla for a not inconsiderable amount of time during, I think the Thursday U.S. scrimmage or the Thursday World scrimmage or something like that. And I thought, there he is. There's Chaz. He just kind of looks like a normal guy. Another observation I have about GMs. Danny Ainge, taller than you think. That's all. Any takeaways from the Hoop Summit? Like, what did you like about it? Anybody? That I liked stood- learning that Danny Ainge was taller than I thought he was. That was the main thing I liked. No. Um, takeaways, takeaways. Well, let's see. I wrote a big fat piece about it on Vice. You should read it. You should. Uh uh, as far as takeaways, I didn't see, uh, I think Bamba's really talented. Uh, he's big and he's tall and he moves good and he shoots pretty good. Um, uh, a lot of people are talking about Porter. Um, what I'll say about Porter is that I think it's clear he's really skilled. Uh, and he could probably be in the NBA tomorrow, but I also found him incredibly boring to watch um yeah he does have like a steel uh, like he doesn't really show much emotion yeah i didn't i wasn't i wasn't into it colin uh sexton um he was shots yeah shots not all there uh he is a certifiable crazy person uh yeah he's like a lunatic uh he he kind of shoved hartenstein isaiah hartenstein also good german uh, probably, probably could use probably could use a step up in his conditioning, but he's actually. Uh, we saw I saw them. I watched a whole bunch of practices, and uh, Hartenstein had some uh, really really high dunks. I think he's more athletic than he looks, and uh, and he has a lot of skill, uh, especially high post stuff, uh, passing things like that. But and he could kind of shoot some of the other. I mean, I all the other scouting dudes there are smarter than me. And they're all like, ah, he does a thing with his thumbs. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, thing with his thumbs for it is, sure. It is, it is, I will say, having been there, it is interesting to listen to like what things scouts actually do pick up on. Yeah, it's a lot of like thumbs. I always notice eyes, uh, things like that, like where somebody's eyes are going or how much they talk or um, uh, RJ Barrett. Uh, who I saw, he's going to be in the NBA in like three years. He's 16 this year. Um, they occasionally have somebody who's a little younger. Uh, Wiggins played in the game twice. Somebody else played in the game twice recently. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't remember either, but you're right about uh, – well, the guy who was going to play twice was Thon Maker or McCurr. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, but Maker went into the NBA. Right. But, I mean because, well, you know, he ba- he's he 28 years old. So. Right, but he exactly, but he was in the hoop summit the year before he got drafted, and then pulled out of the hoop summit like the week of to announce that he was going to go pro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, we're going to get an extended look at Thon in that in that uh, Milwaukee Toronto series. So that was not uh, an unconnected segue to Nike Hoop Summit talk. But what else did you did you like about the summit? I will say, uh, I agree with you on Sexton. He is kind of crazy. I did not know that he's going to play for Avery Johnson. That is yeah, perfect. Yeah. That is perfect. He's going to, yeah, he's going to uh, teach him how to be even more irritating. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, I feel like I'm umming and eyeing a lot. So if you're listening to this audience, I'm not speaking to Eric right now, just the audience. If you're listening to this and you think, why does Corbin keep saying um and ah? It's, I'm sorry. I feel bad about it. I should be crisper. I should be more. I should be like Dane. You know, Dane comes on here and knocks him out one right after the part, one right after another. He's got a lot of organized thoughts. I don't have so many organized thoughts. But anyway, Nike Hoop Summit. Uh, there we go again. Uh, the kid who's going to play at Kentucky's good. His shot is also maybe not there. It's way too low. I'm talking about Shai Gregulius Alexander. I can't say his, the first half of his last name. But um, uh, I think that's all the pertinent sort of basketball type of observation I have. I will say, if you live in Portland and you don't go to the Hoop Summit, like, what are you doing? It's super fun. You it, should go every year. It's the best 10. I, I went as a fan this year, and it was the best 10 bucks that I could possibly spend. In. And if you spend more, you can get a really, a really good seat. Uh, like it doesn't take that much more to get, uh, to get a better seat if you're, and a lot of these, and like a lot of these dudes are going to be in the NBA. Um, basically like most of the, I I would say at least half of sort of the blue chippy type draft prospects play in the hoop summit. Uh, it's not, it's not an exaggeration to say the entire NBA is in town for hoop summit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes they leave before the game like true, you know true. You, look, the people in the audience they don't get to go to the practices which is actually kind of the coolest part on a certain level uh yeah but that, I, that it, usa open run where they have the portland generals come in with steve blake oh my god uh yeah this year so every year there's a game where the um where sort of psu type guys like um, you know, good college players who live in Portland now, uh, they sort of get a run in with the U.S. players. And it's always super fun to watch because uh, the dudes from Portland, like, don't care that much. You know, they, they just like basketball. Uh, I, they might get paid a little. I don't really know off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, they're just they're just there to grind. And they're just they're older and sometimes they're a little Sometimes they have a little more old man beef kind of thing going on. But, you know, they're just there to score some points, you know, so they can point at some dude in an NBA game and be like, I scored on him in a scrimmage once uh, when he's winning the NBA title. Or, I, you know, I don't know why they do it. I mean, because basketball. Probably just to, yeah, they just want to play yeah. and, like, have that, like, competitive edge. And, like, I mean. But the kids like, are like, but like the kids, they're like every GM in the NBA. I mean, every GM, probably half the GMs and scouts from every team are like sitting there watching them taking notes. And so they're like, there's this disequilibrium of uh, stakes at play uh, in every game. It's actually, I talked about this about the Brooklyn Nets, about how the Brooklyn Nets have a have this like. It doesn't matter if the Brooklyn Nets win or lose a game, so it's kind of fun to watch them because how many teams are like that, you know? But um, like, uh, but there's like a disequilibrium of competitiveness and sort of uh, stakes for somebody's life, and it's I I always think it's fun to watch. But anyway, this year Steve Blake was on that team because Steve Blake lives in Portland. He just retired uh, from basketball altogether, I think, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think he was kind of forced into retirement. Yeah, uh, he was out of the NBA. He went to Australia, as I recall. And uh, and then I think he was like, I'm, I'm good. I've done all I need to do here. So uh, 
so yeah, so he got in the run and, uh, and like the thing I, I wrote about this at length in the thing I wrote, but it's like, it's easy to tell that that dude had been playing professional basketball for 20 years. Uh, sort of even when you're watching him play with these kids, because like his eyes just move everywhere. Like he, he has a sort of finely tuned sense of what's going on around him in a way that the kids who he's playing with don't have. And, and the, and the, and his other teammates don't have, uh, but yeah, it's fascinating to, uh, watch him operate in that environment. Yeah. I thought uh, it was really cool. You should, everyone should go read that piece to get a, like a better sense of what you're talking about. Cause you did a good job of describing it just now, but also I think, you know, there's more in the piece, uh, to kind of, uh, talk about. Read the piece, share it on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, email it to people, uh, print it out and leave it on library, uh, shelves. Just like go into your library with printed copies of the article and slip it in the basketball books. There you heard it. That's that's what uh, Corbin wants you to do with his Nike Hoop Summit piece. I want you, yeah, I want you to print it. Yes, print it, frame it. Uh, so Toronto, Milwaukee, is the two thirty game uh, Pacific time on Saturday after Cleveland Indy. Then it transitions to the series my, that nobody wants I, to watch: my, Memphis, my, Memphis, San Antonio. My, I just want to say my hottest playoff take is that I think Toronto has a better chance of making the finals than most people do. I think that take, I think I, I, I'm starting to get behind that take too, because this is like the first time that Lowry hasn't been run into the ground before the playoffs start. Yeah. And LeBron looks a little, or LeBron looks great. That team looks a little grimy. Uh, the Celtics are frauds. And, uh, and the Raptors got a lot tougher. Like, dude, PJ Tucker is just a bad dude. Yeah, and Ibaka is the kind of dude they've basically been looking for since they've been going in in the playoffs. He's Patrick Patterson plus. Yeah, yeah, but he plays pretty good defense. So, That's like, what I mean, it's plus. He's like he's a, he's just a, he's a better version of what Patrick Patterson's giving them. And yeah. now they get to use like Patrick Patterson used to be like their best like forward. And now they can bring him off the bench. And, like, that is not insignificant. Yes, so I agree. I, I, I agree with you that uh, of all the teams that I think that could challenge Cleveland the most, I choose Toronto over Boston and yeah. over Washington. Yeah, but because Boston are frauds. They're outright frauds. Um, uh, they make me sick. And They you, disgust okay, 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 they disgust me. I, I want to ask you, because this is kind of a hot-button issue out there in the basketball discourse. Is Brad Stevens overrated? Yeah, of course he is. Okay. All coaches are overrated. I mean, all coaches are overrated. And so Brad Stevens is overrated. Okay. But also Brad Stevens is overrated. Okay. All right. Uh, he's, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you that the Celtics are frauds. And I think part of the credit for them being the number one seed is that Stevens is a good coach. Yeah, but that, I mean, you know. When it comes down to it, it's all about the beef, brother. Are we going to talk about MVP? I have one MVP opinion. Um, how about when we get to? Okay, okay, all right. Continue. How about when we get to? Let's get through the rest of this series, and then we'll. Okay, tra- got we'll, it, got we'll, it, Let's got get it. to the. Let's get to those series where MVP is most relevant, because there's an MVP matchup. Uh, I also would like to say I like watching Memphis a lot. Always have. Marcus Hall is probably one of my favorite players to watch. 
I will enjoy that series, even if they get crushed. Even though Lamarcus is in the series. Oh, I do not like Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, I forgot about. And you're not a bit. You wrote the Kawhi Leonard piece. Like the Kawhi Leonard is not fun piece last year as well. Yeah, there's a lot of players on the Spurs I don't think are fun. Ginobili probably last playoff series. Yeah, I like Ginobili. He's fun to watch. Do you like I Pow? Like, I like. I like Patty Mills. Yeah, I like Patty uh, Mills. Less than Mark, but nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Pow. I think like it says something about Pow now that they started Dwayne Deadman over him now. Um, but you know, he can still get, get buckets off the bench, but that's the, that's the four o'clock game. I will say with the, the Spurs, six, their, their watchability went downhill a little bit when they traded Dia. I think that Dia sort of like brought the spirit that made that, that made people go, Oh, this is the beautiful game. Oh, when the Spurs are doing that. Yeah. And now the Spurs are just like, uh, Grindo McGrinderson's, you know, and uh, nobody no. likes Grindo McGrinderson. No, I, I I hear that. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they usually just grind Memphis into dust, but Memphis is they do have Conley and Gasol this time. So yeah, I mean, Memphis is gonna lose, but I like watching Memphis, so I'm. It good. could be better. I mean, I think um, my opinion of San Antonio and Memphis is also somewhat colored by the fact that. Memphis had an infirmary for a team last year in in that matchup against the Spurs, and every game was like a 30-point loss. Oh, yeah. What is, what is Westbrook holding? Statue? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're showing Russell Westbrook on ESPN right now where, with like a weird statue of someone sitting on a bench. I, I I'm I willing. It's probably a community service. It looks like a community service statue because there's children surrounding him. Ah, okay, that's a good point. And he does a lot of community service. Although, although I'm looking at the statue again. There's three children around the basketball player. It might be like the triple double trophy, and the children represent points, rebounds, and assists. <laughs> it might be. If, I don't know that. If that's but, actually the case. I would. I would. I'm very surprised that that's an award. I, you know what, but I, you know, I don't mind it. I wouldn't mind there being a most triple doubles award given out. Why not? It's at, fun. at Russell Westbrook's hall of fame, like, uh, in his, like, whenever they put him in the hall of fame, they're going to have statuettes of the three of points, rebounds and assists. They're just going to yeah. say 2017 on them. He's at, you know how everybody has to pick somebody to stand behind them when they get inducted into the basketball hall of fame. He's going to pick points, rebounds, and assists, like like the like the personifications of them. Yeah. He could pick Kareem, Stockton, and uh, I don't know who the rebound leader is off the top of my head. Is it Karl Malone? No, it's not Karl Malone. Come on, uh, it might be Moses Malone though. I don't. I don't know. Okay, well, I don't, I don't I'm, know. I'm, the, I'm not sure either. I don't know who the all-time rebound leader is. I'm kind of ashamed. I think it's Moses Malone, though. By the way, it is halftime in Blazers, Pelicans, Shabazz Napier killing it with 17 points, 7 of 12 from the field. Tracy uh, McGrady with these glasses. Pat Connaughton, 13 points off the bench. Um, so yeah, Michelle Beadle killing it. I, you know, I do actually like this Michelle Beadle outfit. Michelle Beadle's great. I'm I'm all about her being the new host of uh, Countdown for the rest of she looks the like a, she, looks, she looks like a news witch. <laughs> yeah 
Anyway. Anyway. Um, What's the next series we're talking about? Uh, we just went over San Antonio, Memphis, uh, and that is all the Saturday. Uh, and then the, the final Saturday, excuse me, um, they don't know where it's being played yet. The Clippers right now are up by seven or six at halftime over the Kings, and if they win that game, they will have home court against the Jazz for the 730 game on Saturday night. So Clippers-Jazz is set. Uh, I know you just talked about Dial. I love Boris, and I, he did give those Spurs teams that, but I think there's a reason they got rid of him. He, he's oh, not, yeah. He's, I mean, he was, he's not the, he's not the same he was definitely getting old. But uh, uh, Gobert's dope, though. Jazz and, and maybe Favors. Gobert's and, so dope, though. Gobert's great. Uh, and if if they're healthy, you know, with, with Hood, and, and, and if Hill is healthy, and Exum's been good when he's played um, – yeah, they have a they have a way deeper team than the Clippers. So I and the Clippers, they really are just getting more and more neurotic by the year. The Clippers, you know, it's just you know, it seems like it would be best for the Clippers if they just lost, so they could have an excuse to put it to sleep. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh. But, but I, I don't know. In this series, I, I know that the Jazz are deeper, and I think they're a more complete team. But at the same time, I mean, I think these guys could – there's also the chance that they've been like kind of just like saving up, you know, and, and, and I, I know they've been trying to win, and they tried to get that uh, third seed earlier when they had a chance that they couldn't get it. But, like – I think these guys in a playoff series, they could rise to the occasion one more time. And just they've been there so many times before that it could be one of those times where they, they just, you know, have a little bit more know-how. Because this is the Jazz first series. Here's a dumb here's a dumb sports writer theory. You're the Clippers. On the other end of this series are the Warriors. Do you really want to go through that again? Yeah, that's actually... A pretty good point because the Clippers get whooped by the Warriors every single time. And it's not just the Warriors now. It's the Warriors and also Kevin Durant who also whoops the Clippers. Yeah, and, and I think Utah presents way more issue, way more problems for the Warriors. Yeah, everyone says it, that, though. The Warriors beat them pretty thoroughly this year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm just, you know... I would love to see how the Clippers look like if they're healthy. I just, I, I think, I do think they missed their window. Uh, but I, I don't want to count them out because there is something about like this happens sometimes where it's like it's that team that you're sick of and you don't really think that they've got it anymore. And, and, and then one day it clicks. And like that was kind of my theory on the Clippers preseason. And I kind of fell back from that theory as I saw them the series, the season unfold. But now it's kind of it's a new season again. So it's like I, I I wonder if like Chris Paul you know wasn't going full speed if you know they were taking their time with everyone and and Blake was playing you know playing it slow and all this stuff because of how many times they've gone through this you know I I do kind of I I think I'm gonna pick the Clippers in this series. I probably would too. I mean I don't pick series you know I just let the fates wash me away in the truth of basketball as it happens. But I think the Clippers will probably win. But I think that there's 
plenty of reasons they could not. Great oh, opinion, Corbin. Totally. Really totally. solid take. Yeah, very, very strong. Take I think there. they could win, but, but also, also no. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand on this take. I think the Clippers are going to win this series. So that's my, that's my pick. I don't know in how many games, but I and then they will, I, and I, and then I think they will get beaten by the Warriors so bad yeah, that it will, it will break it, the team up. Yeah. It will. And it'll, and it'll break everyone on the team on a certain level. I think like, I think that after the Warriors pulverize Chris Paul, I think that he's going to go to some team where he is like a stranger you know, and I think that he's I think like it's going to be the beginning of the embarrassing part of Chris Paul's career could be uh, I, I kind of like Miami as a destination for Blake. Yeah, that but that would also I think that might also be embarrassing for him. What do you too. think? What's your opinion on Blake? I feel like there's a lot of. Blake oh, I don't. Is done. I don't. I don't have any. He it does seem like he's a little sapped and it seems like he's injury prone, which is just a shame. He was a great talent. Uh, and he so, was a great player. Sorry, I feel like talent is No, he was a, he was a great player. He, he was a great player. Because he, it wasn't like he didn't ever, you know, like make good on his potential. He was very yeah. he, he's been he very did a bunch, very very He did a good. bunch of stuff really really well and he learned how to defend at an okay level and he uh like he exceeded all of his limitations and fulfilled the things that he was good at. So he's been shooting the three well this year, which yeah. is weird. Um, anyway, uh, so that's the end of the Saturday games, Clippers, Utah. That's the nightcap. We talked about Cleveland, Indiana already. That is going to be the Saturday game, excuse me. Uh, but the first game on Sunday is this uh, it's church. It's church. It's church. It's Eric. Blazer, Blazers, Warriors oh, on I'm, Sunday I'm, at 12. <laughs> church is Blazers, Warriors on Sunday. I'm sorry to offend. Uh, I'm sorry if that offended. Anyway. So, yeah, I think the Blazers are definitely going to win this series. Uh, four games, uh, four blowouts. Uh, Steph Curry is going to go home crying and bleeding. Actually, hold on. Let me pause. Let's introduce the other series and then get into Blazers deep. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 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 No, I just – so that's the first game on Sunday. Then the second game on Sunday is going to be Chicago-Boston. That's the one I don't want to watch. Actually, no, wait. Again, I messed up. The first game on Sunday is Atlanta, Washington. The second game is Portland at Golden State. Washington, we press release is not in order on time. Uh, on press so, get together. Yeah, and then uh, the third game on Sunday is Chicago, Boston, and the fourth game, the nightcap is Houston, OKC, the MVP battle. Oh yeah. Ugh. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Blazers Warriors. Okay. Because we're 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 running pretty long. Yeah, the Blazers are going to win, and uh, the Warriors are going to lose, and it's going to be really embarrassing for the Warriors, and uh, then the Blazers are going to win the championship. So I don't really know what else you have to say about it. Do they win a game? Yeah, probably. I think so. Lillard's uh, he has got a spirit, you know? I think Lillard will take one. At the very least, and if Nurk's there, I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, like, does that does that actually help? Because, um, you know, one of the things I saw Tim Kawakami from the San they Jose don't Mercury have... say that like spurt that like having a good center doesn't really matter against the Warriors. But do you believe that about Nurkic if he's healthy? Um, mm... okay. 
So at the very least, he would probably scatter the opening matchups because Kerr always likes to start with centers. Yes, he does like uh, to start traditionally. Yeah, because he's a because um, he's a, a weirdo in his own way. But aren't we all? Um, now, when Draymond comes out, I, then it's a little more problematic. Uh, although maybe he's good half court defense. At you, I don't know. No, probably not. But he's great. I think he'll injure somebody. That could be cool. Draymond hasn't shot well from three this year. I mean, and and Portland, I thought. Yeah, now, but Draymond's still good. You know, yeah, I mean, no, we, don't, we don't. We don't. No, no, no. Um, I will say this is kind of my, this is like my hottest take of the series. I think I think CJ is going to average over thirty points a game in this series. Because the way that the Warriors defend the Blazers is they stick Clay on Damian, rightly so. Mm-hmm. And oh, see, that, did Steph, you see Steph, that? Steph, I'm sorry. Are no. you are you watching this game at all? Uh, I, I am, but I, I don't see what you what you saw. What, what? I Lil, I Myers just had the most embarrassing post pass down to Layman I've ever seen in my entire life. It was just really bad, and it was just like a a bad post pass to Jake Layman. What's going on? Come on, Myers. My, you know what? I think Myers needs a new start. I think that's what he needs. I wish Myers well to go anywhere else in the league. Oh, he just set a good screen for Napier. But anyway, I think it, he, he might be able to. I'm sorry. I think he might be able to go somewhere else and un- unlock something. He does. He does do something well. I like the one. Like the game that Dame scored 59. I think Myers deserved a lot of credit for that. Because he set screens for Dame in a way that Dame was not getting open after Nurkic got hurt. And he hit a three on the first play. And, I mean, you don't want someone's value to only be that. But he did hit a three. And then after that, the Jazz kind of had to stay home a little bit. And, like, Dame went off in that first quarter. And, like, he does provide something. Like, it's not like he doesn't help in certain ways. And, like, his shot is too slow, but it's but a it, shot. But it goes okay, in. But it's hard to get out on him because Dame and CJ are doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like, it's not as – like, I get that his shot is super slow, but he gets away with it because, A, he's 7-1, so it's hard to block anyway. And, B, he's really open when he gets shots. I think, I think, I think there's somewhere where he can find – I think that spiritually, this is not this is not his final destination, you know. Fair. Um, but sorry, yes. but this, I, I, that, that was a very soft opinion. I apologize. No. I know you guys are used to hearing Dane on this thing, slinging slinging very precise opinions. No, and Dane will be on the, this week. For yeah. those of you who want uh, handsome, who bald. want old Dane, uh, Dane is going to be on the podcast. This Seattle week. based. That's right. Um, I, so I think I think CJ is going to average thirty. 30 plus in this series though. And I do think that like Portland could win a game because Damien's excellent. But I also think because of how the Warriors guard CJ by putting Steph on him, basically that Steph can't guard him. And I will, I think that Steph being in the lineup is obviously not good for Portland because he is amazing and they can't stop him. But they can't stop Golden State no matter, you know, if, if it's Curry is out and it's just Durant, Clay and Draymond. They can't stop them anyway in that context. So at least Steph being in the lineup and being a liability on defense can give Portland hope that they can get in a shootout and maybe get lucky. 
down the stretch of a game. You know, I, I really think that they could have a couple of chances to have close games in this series. I don't, I don't think that every like even if Nurkic doesn't play. I think I think Dame and CJ have enough firepower to get a game. Like they, and, and especially CJ. Like I, I I think CJ is going to have a monster series. Like that is my that is the firmest take I have on this series is that CJ is going to go off. CJ is a good mid range shooter too, and I mean you know modern defense is like that's what you give up, so uh, that could work to his advantage too. Uh, yeah, I, I CJ. Yeah, that, that's. I just think that that's probably Portland's best chance to get a game. Is is CJ going off and Dame can go off against anyone if you know he has it going. But and I think CJ can too. But CJ is going to have a really easy time. I think. I mean, I know Steph wasn't a hundred percent, but Kyrie cooked him in that final series. And CJ, when they played against each other, I mean, he made Steph fall. So it's like, I mean, I, I think I think CJ is going to have a couple of great games where people are going to be like, oh my God, CJ is so good. Like, I think we're going to have a couple of those moments in, in this series. But I think the Warriors are going to win in five. Uh, Blazers in three. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the that is the uh, second game of the day on Sunday. That's a national TV game. And then we've gone over all the series. Uh, do you want to pick the series? Do you want to pick winners? We have not gone over all the series. We did not go over Houston, Oklahoma City, which I will use as a proxy to say my one opinion about the MVP. MVP, race. yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We totally – I forgot to – I totally poo-pooed the MVP discussion. Um, let's get – please give me uh, your MVP take. My only MVP take is that I don't think Westbrook should win. I understand he averaged a dribble double. I get it. I'm and I and I'm impressed and on a certain level I feel like a real jerk for being like uh for poo-pooing that. I get that he's fun. I understand all these things. My reason for him not winning is dumb. Uh but here it is. The Thunder didn't beat the Warriors once. And they played them four four times, I think. Four times, and they lost every time. They lost when Durant was in. They lost when Durant was out. At the very least, if we are operating in our minds that create narratives for things, like I'm not saying that these narratives are necessarily 100% useful, but like if you're telling a story with this thing, like Durant leaves the team and Westbrook can't bother to beat the Warriors once, as a matter of fact, to get creamed on four separate occasions, I there's just something about that that just makes me go like, I, I, was not even once like like there wasn't like even one beautiful moment that you can point to and be like, yeah, he had the gumption and the fortitude and the and the and the nuts to do that, and I I don't know. The, the Denver game was kind of like that, though, even though it wasn't against Durant. He did have that moment. And I do. Yeah, but that's and, and, Denver. Denver. No, you, They're no, not you, a good team. No, and you are. This actually is actually the most I've been like I have been. I've been hard in all year. But like the last like three weeks, I kind of swung Westbrook and. The Golden State argument is actually because they, if you're not going to give MVP to one of the guys on that team, 
and they are kind of like the is, go- they are the gold standard right now, and they're like the greatest three year run that any team has ever had. If I mean, kind of. I mean, you may recall they did blow a three one lead in the shit. NBA final. Right, right. <laughs> and you also might recall that the Chicago Bulls didn't blow literally did literally did have the greatest three year streak. Regular season wins. Excuse okay. me. Um, I even the no, Bulls did win seventy two. Yeah, but I, I I think I don't think they had a third year in there where they got sixty. You know, they're because the the Golden State's going to win sixty seven. They're up by seventeen right now against the Lakers, so they've gone sixty seven, seventy three, sixty seven. I don't I mean, think. I, I mean, we're sure not. We're sure Ron's not going to step out there and make that uncomfortable. Oh God, that was amazing last night. My my girlfriend doesn't watch basketball, but like she was like enthralled with like because she knows who Meta World Peace is, and well, it's just, like she was just enthralled by the fact that like this meaningless game Meta World Peace is just going crazy. Is so Meta World Peace is probably the tenth most famous player in the NBA, at least, right? He's definitely famous. Yeah, like he's more famous than Kawhi Leonard, Isaiah Tom, and Isaiah Thomas, at least, right? Okay, I think that's an exaggeration at this point. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. He's I feel definitely like Kawhi famous. and Isaiah have become super mainstream. No, no, no. But no, but if you talk to a regular human being. I really think they have a better idea of who Ron Artest slash Meta World Peace is. At the very least, That's because of the point, they, Yeah, and they also may say, like, who's who's which Isaiah Thomas are you talking about? That too. Or um, Harden's probably more famous than Westbrook certainly is. But there are not a lot of NBA players that are more famous than Ron Artest. That's a good point. He does have a... He's a true star in this league. <laughs> when is somebody going to give him the chance to really dominate? It was Paul so... Pierce. I, I wrote about Ron a while ago, and the and the point of comparison I used for him was Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is I this is like I think that some people who are listening to this might be like, come on, shut up. Paul Pierce is less famous than Ron Artest. It's and true. look, it's true. I think I he is. Le- I think he is less famous. On the balance, considering how good Artest was at defense. Maybe uh maybe Rob was a better player. I don't know. I think they do have the same amount of championships. It's true. And Ron got one of those championships in part. Yeah. Because yeah. he put the screws to Paul Pierce. That's right. That's right. No, you're you're you are right about that. Uh so because of the Golden State angle, I I I, I assume you mean you're gonna take Harden because the Rockets did get that win at Oracle earlier this year. Is that who you're taking? Um, yeah, sure. Well, or Leonard. Okay, so I, Leonard I, I, or Harden. Yeah, I like, um, I don't like watching Kawhi Leonard, even, like, at all. I'm relatively on record in this. Uh, but I, uh, I, I do think he generates a lot of value. Um, you know, can I be honest with you, Eric? I would probably just vote for LeBron. Fair enough. I he's the he's really good at basketball. He played a butt ton of minutes. Uh, he is the best player. I think that, like on a certain like macro level, I think that being like like giving this dude one more MVP, I think that would tie him with Kareem, if I'm correct. Uh, and I think that would be appropriate in its own way. So I would probably just do that. I know it's like corny. 
Uh, but I apparently I'm corny now. So here we go. Him or Leonard or uh, maybe Harden, but not Westbrook. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Westbrook right now. I, I think like Harden totally I th- I don't think you can have a, a, a like a wrong choice in this one. I really don't like cuz I am of the opinion that Oklahoma City's guys are really not as good as people say they are. I do think that like Yeah, I will give him that. There's I, some cuz Oladipo is like Oladipo is like maybe you're happy if he's your third option. He's not that good. Like he's no. good, but he's not he's no. not that good. No, like, no, no. Like Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons is one of the guys that was saying that has been pushing this. I guess so. That's probably part of the reason. But like, I mean, I, dis- Sorry, I just who, dis- who is Bill Simmons? I just disagree that he's, uh, you know, a number two guy. I mean, he's, Bill Simmons is the man. I just disagree with him on this. Oh, he's the man. I I like his basketball takes for the most part. I just disagree with him on Victor Oladipo being a number two option. He's not. I don't always like Bill Simmons basketball takes. I like his podcast though. That's what I mean. I like his podcast. I like when he talks basketball. His podcast. I prefer when he talks basketball than when he talks other subjects. I always think that when passion. he, I always think when he interviews a non-sports person, that he has a gift and a curse of asking a question of somebody that nobody else would ask. And sometimes that question is like incredible. You know, like. Like he really has gotten on something that I didn't know I was curious about. But sometimes the question is really just like smack the top of your head. Like, what is this guy talking about? Who cares? Anyway, that's my opinion. Have you ever listened to Terry Gross interview an athlete? Now that I think about it, no. Okay. There's a few out there. Uh, LeBron, she has one with LeBron that gets like a little uncomfortable if I remember correctly. I listened to one where she talked to, uh, Abby Wambach, and she really asks questions that are just so like out of whack with anything that a sports person would ask the athlete. And it's sometimes it's interesting, but also sometimes it's like, who cares? Anyway, Bill Simmons is Terry Gross, is what I guess I'm trying to say for great. some reason. No, hey, and that's a great comparison because I like both of their shows. Uh, Anyway, so the MVP I, – I think I have I have Westbrook, but to me, like, I, whatever happens, this is the, the where I've landed. No matter what happens, because I don't have a vote, so I don't have to agonize over this choice, and I'm not going to. Whatever happens, I'm always going to remember this season as the Russ season. Whatever, No matter, like, who wins the award, I will always remember the 2016-2017 season as the Russ year because – even though he didn't beat the Warriors, like, the stuff that he did was incredible. And, like, the stats and all that stuff, like, I totally see it. I see the efficiency stuff. And and I agree that Kawhi Leonard is the best two-way guy and LeBron is the best guy you'd want to build around. But, like, whether it's the triple doubles or round numbers or whatever, all the theories that have been thrown out there, people are actually legitimately moved by what he's doing and, like, filling up opposing arenas and cheering yeah, I, in yeah, a way I, that nobody else is getting. Like, nobody yeah, else gets Yeah, I will that. say – one of the things that I feel about Westbrook is that uh, I feel like a jerk for having the opinions I have about him because it does seem like he moves people like to tears. It just I mean. seems like he's a walking, talking Ave Maria to some people. And, and I and uh, and for, I it's not as much with me. I don't know why, but 
I feel like I'm delegitimizing like the very profound things that people are feeling about Westbrook, you know. But and, yeah. yeah, no, and I and I totally and like and also too like you know there are also like some people have done some uh, like Dan Feldman from NBC Sports did this really good interesting breakdown you know using one of Kevin Pelton's favorite statistics of you know using usage rate to like adjust true shooting percentage and like when you incorporate. Westbrook's insane usage like the efficiency difference is not as large yeah 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 so like that's another thing to consider just from an analytical perspective but I also just think that yeah there's something to me that is like it's speaking to people you know what I mean like and I like Westbrook I think I, I I find him frustrating at times just like everyone does but like there is something about him that has been like moving people in a way that like none of these other guys are doing like even do you think Hart- that do you think that Curry in the last any time in the last two years sort of made people feel like that though? Yes, he did. Yeah. So yeah. The, I guess the only thing comparable to it is is Curry and I think Kobe fans. Like I mean, because LeBron LeBron has great fans, but I don't feel like they they don't they don't do what like the fans of Kobe or Steph or what Westbrook's fans are doing now. Like it, it, it's a different type of of like worship. Almost. Kobe fans have like problems. Like they have real life issues. They need to see therapists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that Kobe I think that that level of Kobe devotion, I really think it just has to do with like your father not being nice enough to you. And you just trying to do everything to put those feelings into another not nice man. Because even though he also won't give you anything in return, you know, it's just like, you know, you just are in a pattern. And so you just are like trying to give everything to your dad and also your Kobe dad. And I think it's really troubling. And I think that if you really like Kobe a lot, you need to get help. I think that's a, a good place to end this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fair play, enough. Playoff preview with Corbin Smith. Uh, we did not give picks, but I'm sure we will give full. I gave like one pick, but uh, we'll give. I'm picks. not gonna give. I'm yeah, not gonna. Give you won't picks. give picks. I'll I'll give picks at another time. On this I'll give high. I'll give hockey picks. I I don't even know. Did the hockey playoffs start already? Yeah, they started already. I'm really bad about hockey. Like you, I, I I know that it's it's fun to watch. I just I'm so bad about paying attention to it. I I we've already talked too long, but I, I'll just say one thing about it. It would be nice if the season didn't sync up exactly with the NBA season. Yeah, it probably Then I might watch it, but yeah. it's literally they just are on top of each other. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like I, I don't want to have to choose. But Corbin, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, any parting thoughts, any parting like plugs for your stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corbin A. Smith on Twitter. And uh, I've been on Vice like a billion times this week. And I have a thing about Pokemon coming out, I think, next week. Neat. All right. Thanks, Corbin. Enjoy the playoffs. I always do. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.
At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17